When it comes to keeping your small business valuable information safe, Dell Small Business Technology Advisors can recommend tailored security solutions like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage, networking, plus industry-leading monitors and software. Running your own small business is a big challenge, but with the right partner, it's a lot easier. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878. All over. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Hello, welcome back to Dumb All Over. I'm Tom. I'm Austin. As always. And today we got a lot more fun things to talk about today, don't we, Austin? Yeah, some fun things, some not so fun things. (laughs) We are in our fifth episode, and the world has not yet exploded. That's Mm. a positive. Yeah. It's close to it, though. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we're here for now. For now, but (laughs) we're we're safe for now. Yeah, it's like the the rantings from a bunker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But we got a few people we're going to be introducing that have, are now working for the government, which is semi-scary. No, but, I think it's more than semi-scary. This is like full scary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But we have to start the show the way we always do. And today, oh, God, yes. we are, yeah, we need it more yeah. today than ever. <laughs> but today we are actually having a beer, I, you know, mostly I've never had any of these beers. However, this one Austin hasn't had either. No, I haven't. Uh, because Austin let me in charge of getting the beer today. <laughs> So yeah. I just pick things with cool labels. Yeah, that's always the best way to that's do stuff. That's what I did. Yeah. This one is called Languinitas, and it's their beer called The Censored, and it's rich copper ale. And for those playing along, the alcohol content is 6.7%. It's not bad. It's not bad. That's, no. uh, you know, it's like three yinglings. Yeah. Right? Mm, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so the yinglings is it? Like, nah, something like that. Two and a half. I don't know. I it's, never, never drinking. <laughs> me neither. Not anymore. All right, we got our bougie glasses back. Oh, uh, yes. Which is always exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's common that these beers, although the high alcohol content tastes like light beer, that kind of tastes like a light beer again. Yeah. Because it's so smooth. Yeah, it's smooth. <clears throat> I think what you taste is just that it t- it's a... It's a more traditional recipe. Yeah, it so, definitely yeah. it definitely even smells more like regular beer. It's good though. Like I'll yeah. take that over a Yingling yeah, or me a too. Sam Adams. Me too. And those and Yingling and Sam Adams are two of the better, like um, regular beers. Right. I I'd rather have Sam Adams between those two. But oh god, yes. Um, Especially because Yingling, the founder, is over there being a Trump moron. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But it, it, which is silly in its own right. You shouldn't any company that sells 
a product to like the general public should probably stay out of politics because you're not going to yeah. win any battle, whether you support one or the other. You should, if you're selling beer, I'm pretty sure Democrats and Republicans both drink beer. Although I have to say, I feel like uh, you can cross that line if um, somebody's human rights are being threatened. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I'm with you on that. But I, yeah. I, if I'm a business personally, I'm I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a business idea. Yeah. You don't want to waste your except I mean, that we're a business and all we do is open our mouths. Yeah. Well <laughs> that's our business yeah. though. <laughs> uh this beer is actually produced in California and Chicago. So oh, I guess, yeah, and they must have two plants. Yeah, that's what it says. That's cool. Yeah, so Languinitas, not bad. It's uh it wasn't too expensive either, so <laughs> double plus. Double plus. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But what's cool about our area that we live in is that there's a main road that separates our town. And if you're on one side of the road, you tend to go to one grocery store. And if you're on the other side, you tend to go to this other grocery store. And they're like within like a quarter of a mile. Walking distance. distance. But Austin lives on the side of one. I live on the other. So I went to my side today and they had like nothing to choose from. But the ones I picked apparently are, they passed your test. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they seem, I'm excited about them. So we're going to try others later on because that's what we do. I have to say, since we're talking about beer, and I might as well stick on the subject for a little bit. Yeah, why not? um, Two beer companies did kind of get into the political field. And I already mentioned Yingling Mm -hmm. on the right. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, was it, I believe it was, was it Budweiser? Oh, yeah. During the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they they pissed some people off. And the funny thing is that they, uh, during the election, there were people who said, boycott Yingling for supporting Trump. And now there's right-wingers who say, boycott uh, Budweiser. Right. But there's a problem with that, wasn't there? I was thinking, no, I was just thinking... Yeah, I'd happily work out both those beers because they're horrible. <laughs> well, yeah, but don't forget what happened because the next day. So if you don't know, the uh, during the Super Bowl, Budweiser had a commercial uh, based pretty much off of diversity, showing how the founders of Budweiser are immigrants and that you should be respectful to immigrants and blah blah. blah. It was without being political. It was obviously very political. Yeah. However, the next day, Twitter had a hashtag. What was wrong with that hashtag? Do you remember? Oh, the boycott Budweiser yeah. hashtag? No, it was spelled wrong. They spelled Budweiser wrong. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything that's perfectly symbolic yeah. toward Trump and his supporters, yeah. it's that they would misspell something they're protesting. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how they spelled it, but there was a clearly mistaken uh, hashtag, and it was trending for a couple days. I know. <laughs> And ridiculous. people continuously trended this misspelled yeah. hashtag, which is just fantastic. It was just great. Do you support progressive ideas? Do you want to wear clothes that reflect your progressive values and not a corporate logo? Then buy from Uresist. Uresist is an organization dedicated to promoting progressive initiatives with non-corporate logos. We create and sell clothing with progressive graphics. Visit Uresist at uresist.org or at facebook.com slash u.resist. Wear your resistance. The environment is now going to be officially under attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And do you know why? I have a feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Because we now have a new EPA director. Oh, God. (laughs) His name is Scott Pruitt. And if you haven't heard his name before, um, you should probably know who he is. Yeah, if you haven't heard his name before, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, really. I mean, do, do you not watch TV? Yeah. Or 
do any sort of searching on the uh, of any kind of news. But you just spend all day listening to podcasts. Yeah, really. Come on, <laughs> hour long podcast to talk about craft beer. Yeah. Stop wasting your time and yeah. learn. Scott yeah. Pruitt is an awful human being. With but a, a wonderful smile, I'm showing Austin a picture of him, he, like yeah. a like a Viagra salesman. Yeah, somebody's like angry OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just I'll just say this to yeah. all the women in the world: don't let Scott Pruitt into your vagina oh, for God, any reason. <laughs> no, don't let him anywhere near you. Yes, yes, uh, just stay away. This is a man who now runs the Environmental Protection Agency, and he has fought for years to eliminate that very office that he is now in charge of. Do we know how many times he sued to actually end the entire organization? I do not know, but I know it's more than once. Yeah. I he, thought I read somewhere it was like 12, 13 times. Like, I, that's crazy. That's- I, I don't know the exact number on that, but I wouldn't be surprised because I know it's been like at least the last 15 years or so, it looks like, he's been trying to fight the EPA to get the EPA removed. Now, the benefits of removing the EPA if you're a businessman or a woman is the that there's no regulations anymore Yeah, because they're in charge of providing all those regulations to um, businesses and just everybody in general. Yeah. So you got a guy who's in charge of that agency that that doesn't even believe in climate change. I know. He's one of the, like the 0.1% that doesn't believe in climate change. I'm... But he's in charge of the the agency that's in charge of fighting climate change. Yeah. So it's like it's like putting a white supremacist at the head of the NAACP. <laughs> you know what? Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what it's like. And 99% of scientists around the world yeah. Agree that there's climate change. I have to say, before you go on, I like that you guys didn't get to see because you're listening, but Tom did a Trump. I did the Trump. I've been <laughs> Trump doing the Trump motion. a lot. Yeah. 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 It's frightening. Yeah. What is doing the Trump? Like it, having bad hair and sexually assaulting women? <laughs> I do have a bad hair day going on. Yeah. But I got it's the uh, okay symbol on your fingers, but both. If you just do one, that's eh, kind of just weird. It's like lightly you stroking two. two men. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a deaf touch. Kind of what it is. Yeah. You have to have a deft touch. But hey, Austin, just in case you didn't know, he doesn't just not believe in climate change. Oh, perfect. I'm, I hope he doesn't believe in other important things. He does believe in religious freedoms. Oh, okay. Well, I I also believe in religious freedom, but I don't think the two of us uh, no. define the term the same way. No, you know why? Go ahead. Because. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it again. There's only one guy, though. Only one guy's happy I, now. <laughs> yeah. The, because he also fights against abortion rights. Okay. Same-sex marriage. Okay. The Affordable Care Act. Well, oh. I mean, that's the basic Republican thing to do is to fight against. Wait a second. The Affordable Care Act. Yes. When did Jesus say that there can't be an affordable? <laughs> and Jesus said it's no the, to Obamacare. You, you obviously didn't read the Bible because it's right there. It's okay. Like, of the two of us here, I'm the it, only one who has read the yeah, Bible. Yeah. It, it's like um, page forty-two in Smithy. Smithy. 42. Yeah. Smithy. <laughs> in Genesis. Uh, Genesis. Smithy two. I think yeah. it's that that section. Two Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they walked into the bar. Yeah. Two Corinthians walk into a bar. <laughs> one of them says Donald Trump's president. The other one shoots himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the final thing that he seems to oppose. I'm sure there's a lot more, but um, environmental uh, environmental regulations. So he, he actually fights against regulations for the environment. The thing that the EPA is supposed to be in charge of? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So just, that's a little insight into who Scott Pruitt is. Perfect. So what does this do to the environment 
because let's say Trump or his administration at least makes it for four years. Four yeah. years is a lot of time to completely fuck up the environment. Oh, yeah. And most scientists say we have like what? Like negative three years to fix this problem? <laughs> yeah. A lot of scientists believe that it's already yeah, it's too late. It's like irreversible. Them, yeah. Yeah, that's why Elon Musk wants to get off the planet. Yeah, at, like, this, it's at, too late. at this point, just go. I'm, I'm done with him. <laughs> just <laughs> take take all your friends and go. I yeah. can't. I can't with him anymore. Yeah. There was a time where I had a little faith in him, but at, yeah. at this point, it's just it's it's insanity. I know. Now the Democrats and the Republicans uh, split down the party line with this vote. So Scott Pruitt went in, I think, fifty-one votes or something. So it was one of those that was highly contested. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, because he's there. It wasn't quite as highly contested as Betsy DeVos, but it was close. Right. Yeah, yeah. and and for some odd reason, it didn't get anywhere near the publicity that Betsy DeVos did. Now I get that's, why. That's because the news doesn't want to talk about the environment because they're all funded by oil companies, right? And yeah. energy companies, exactly. Yeah. Which owns probably I'm going to guess upwards of ninety percent of the politicians in, in Congress. Yeah. Well, I saw. I saw a video on um, on YouTube. Um, it was Bernie Sanders was on Conan's show, so it's like two of my worlds colliding. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, Bernie was saying that, like, just watch the mainstream media for like a year and see how many times they mention climate change. Yeah. And he's like, you'll be able to count it on one hand. <laughs> he's like, how little they talk about it is so insane. I know. And it's 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 a very sad thing, but it's very true. Yeah, it's just not covered. No, it's not. It's almost like it's become our norm, and we have to accept it, which is total bullshit. Yeah. Well. But now it's going to be more like that than ever before. Yeah, soon we won't have a choice. I know. And what's scary is, right here in Pennsylvania, the, the our governor Tom Wolf, uh, his term is up. But he's eligible for re-election. Supposedly, the top Republican that's going to be going against him, because Wolf is a Democrat, believes that we should allow fracking in our state parks. In the state parks? Yeah. Open up fracking into our state parks. Are you serious? I'm I'm an avid hiker. I love hiking. I go hiking as often as I can. Just the fact that I might be walking down a trail and then see a a fracking factory or whatever you would call them, a fracking zone right, right there by the trail bewilders my mind oh my god but that's that's what we're turning into and now are there any polls released yet no i don't uh, even think he's officially the, the republicans nominee i think he was just like like in the lead to be that guy the but sad thing is he could win he could i i hope he doesn't obviously i know yeah. but because i think wolf has done a good enough of a job yeah he hasn't been perfect by any mm, means but no but he's been decent enough where yeah. maybe he stands a chance also, it's next year. By then, the Trump administration's course may deter a lot of uh, Republicans from voting for Republicans again. Or maybe the maybe the Democrats will actually have a swing and Wolf will remain Or maybe safe. they'll finally fucking come out. Yeah. Finally fucking come out and vote during the midterms. Yeah, maybe. Democrats are notorious for not doing that. No, because old conservatives always do. They're I know. Always well, they got nothing else to do. It's true. <laughs> they got nothing else to do. It's just sit home, watch the soap operas, and then go vote. Well, they watch Fox News. That's what they do. Yeah, that's soap they opera. They sit home and they watch. <laughs> it's a soap opera. Don't disparage the great name of soap operas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, soap operas are horrible, but in comparison there. As a matter of fact, according to a study... People who don't watch the news 
are more well informed than people who watch Fox News. <laughs> so, that. if they were watching soap operas, they would be much better informed <laughs> than if they were watching Fox well, News, which is what they actually do. This is our public service announcement for the day. Then, please, old people, stop watching Fox News. Yeah. Watch soap operas instead. Yeah, you can learn a lot more. And the more important one is people who oppose conservative policies. Please go and vote. Yeah, go exactly. And vote. And then here's any, another in one. In any election you can, go and vote. I got one more, but another public service announcement. If Maybe you have then. conservative ideology, don't vote. Yeah, don't, just, please just don't stay home. Vote. Yeah. Stop fucking up our country. Because <laughs> that's the day when they're going to come for your guns on election day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you better stay home and protect them. Exactly. If you, think the, if you think the liberal way is taking away your guns, look at the conservative platform. They don't believe you should have any kind of freedoms. No. At least they oppose freedoms that everyday humans or citizens of this country should have. So what no. makes you think that your, your guns are safe? Why? Because Republicans have guns more often than liberals? I think it's because the NRA gives them a lot more money. Yeah, which is which is exactly right. But yeah. I'm just saying, between the two parties, I don't I don't see the progressives anytime soon taking guns away. Maybe more restrictions, which there should be. Yeah. I don't know if you just saw recently in the news, um, one of uh, the masters, you know, Fuhrer Trump's. <laughs> Um, uh, Mango Mussolini. Yeah, Mango Mussolini's <laughs> yeah. executive orders was to allow the mentally unstable uh, their guns. They're allowed to have guns again. Actually, I don't think that was an executive order. I think that was an actual bill that went through Congress. Well, either way, it's yeah. completely idiotic. Yeah. I mean, I'm and not. It's funny because I read an article that um, said we shouldn't stigmatize mental health in the pursuit of gun control. And I'm thinking, it's not stigmatizing it. That's like saying we shouldn't stigmatize the blind by not allowing them to drive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not stigmatizing. It's just that, you know, if there's an illness and they can't handle something, right. then we should protect them from it. But no, now we're arming them. No. So now if, they, if there's anybody that has a mental breakdown, now no. they can just go to their cabinet, grab a gun... And then who knows what you're going to do? Because at that yeah. point, you're not really in control of your own mind. Yep. So now o Obama got rid of that, or the Obama administration got rid of that, which I think was a great idea. But now it's back to the way it was. You know, it's funny. You ever think, you ever wonder where the Republican Party will draw the line with gun access? Um, yeah, I wonder once in a while, but I don't know if I have an answer. For I that. think I know where. Where? Black people. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and that's just not a guess. They, there was a man that was killed by the cops when he was reaching into his jacket to give the police officer the gun permit that the police officer oh, asked yeah. for. And guess who didn't come to defend the gun owner? Well, why would they? The NRA. Yeah, why would they? Nope. So the NRA believes everybody should be allowed to have guns unless you're black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or brown, probably. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. they're not too uh, inclined to give Latinos gun rights. I'm just guessing. Yeah, well, probably not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the NRA most likely stands for National Republican Association. Yeah, it seems like it. Although, you know, they fund quite a few Democrats, too. Oh, yeah. That's why yeah. shit never gets done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, just... And what the fuck are they so afraid of? Like, conservatives, why do you have to have an arsenal? I don't know. I had an old neighbor uh, back at the other house I used to live at that my neighbor literally had like an entire two car garage just full of guns and air bow and arrows. And like he was getting ready for a zombie apocalypse. Now he wasn't, but yeah. he just had an arsenal. And I'm like, why? 
Well, I've I've heard them say that it's because they're preparing in case um they need to fight back against the government. And I'm like, so you and your arsenal, no matter how big it is, right, are going to fight back against people who are trained yeah. their entire lives to be able to kill you in the most efficient manner possible. Who are possible? also equipped with yeah. the better of the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Because no matter what happens, society's not going to let you have a nuclear weapon. It's the thought of the uh, of the revolution. Or a rocket launcher. It's the thought of the revolution. The farmers taking up pitchforks and guns and Which worked. A, yeah. yeah. Which worked when the only <laughs> weapons were muskets and pitchforks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you can fight that way. Yeah. But if you got a musket or a bow and arrow, you're probably not going to go very well against a tank. No, or even a cannon. So if that's your way of thinking, oh, I've got to get as many guns as I want just so I can fight the government when they come taking my guns away. You took my germs. <laughs> then you're really stupid. That's yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. But it's the mindset of a lot of I these know. people. That's the yeah. shocking part. Yeah. And we see it here in Pennsylvania a lot more than a lot of other people yeah. do. Maybe not, maybe not down south. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a whole different story down south, but... Yeah. For being a northern state, we see it far too often. Oh, up we're here. very similar to a southern state. Yeah, well, I mean, even well, the accent. What's our nickname? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. For but people I mean, who don't know that, yeah, even is a reason why. Even the accent, like you hear people with this, like basically a southern accent. Yeah, and yeah, in the like, middle of Pennsylvania, it's like where the f- where the fuck do these people come from? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but then again, I, I've been to upstate New York, and it's even similar there. I know. It's really strange. And it just makes you wonder, like, where does that come from? I know. And then there's the other New York accent, people from Long Island. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Staten Island, they have a different accent. Right. <laughs> then there's the Boston accent. It's completely different. But <laughs> accents are fascinating. But that is a whole topic that oh, I yeah. have not, no interest in talking about right now. <laughs> no. Uh, but what we should talk about, because we got two more uh, government officials that we should just briefly discuss. Okay. Um, if you remember from last week. Um, Robert F- Michael Flynn, sorry, Michael Flynn, Robert, Robert Flynn, uh, <laughs> Errol know. Flynn. Yeah. Michael Flynn is obviously related to Errol Flynn, but yeah. he's he's not. I'm sorry, Errol Flynn and his family. Michael Flynn, Flynn resigned. Um, That's right. He did because we talked about that. We did, <laughs> yeah. and there were three candidates that were up for supposed. Um, and an, and another one you mentioned, the one we were. Very yes. interested in talking about. It. Yes. He also decided not to take this. Yeah, it was amazing. Like the the, the one, the younger guy, the more up to date one. I forgot what his name is off the top of my head because we're supposed to do research before this, but we don't. Um, we spent our time researching which beer to buy. Yes, <laughs> and was, we were listening. That was the most important one. The and, beer, and we listened to pretty much the entire uh, song uh, "Dogs" by Pink Floyd. Yeah, which is seventeen minutes long. So that was our research. Um, well, what better research could you possibly I, do? I bet them. Who's <laughs> complaining? <laughs> that was great. Um, but two of the three dropped out, and one of them, I guess he didn't even offer this job to. Mm. Uh, the one that was in, currently in place for uh, Michael Flynn. Yeah. So he, I don't even think they offered him a job. That was Kellogg. Oh, yeah. So Trump announced, uh, I think it was just last night, yeah, Monday, that Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster. I'm puffing stuff. <laughs> will serve as his next uh, national security advisor. Um, I don't know anything about this guy. Um, All I know is Trump had a couple wonderful things to say about him, which most likely means that he's bad. (laughs) Right. Um, That's all I need to know. This is an actual (laughs) quote from Donald Trump. I'm not making this up. It sounds like I could be making this quote up, but I'm not. Here we go. He is a man of tremendous talent and tremendous experience. I watched and read a lot over the last two days. He is highly respected by everyone in the military, and we're honored to have him. 
All right. So first of all, unquote. <laughs> well, yeah, unquote. So first of all, he's lying because it says that he read a lot over the last two days. I don't know Who, how much. I, yeah. No. I don't know how much I believe about that. Who is that? I think there's a guy. Uh, who hosts a radio show named David Pakman, who is making the argument right now that Trump is illiterate. That's a, that's what he's arguing. I'm not sure he's illiterate, but I definitely think his comprehension is like at a fourth or fifth grade level. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, he did drop out of high school. Yeah. Trump did drop out of high school. Yeah. So I'm not saying that just because you drop out of high school, you are illiterate, but there's a good chance that he could be because yeah. most people who are going to drop out of high school are going to either drop out for uh, working purposes, which is what actually my parents both did. They dropped mm. out just to work to support their family yeah. or just you can't handle it. Or, and, and back in the day, I don't know, because there's a not third. now, but back in the 70s and I'm guessing he, he would have graduated sometime in the 70s. Education wasn't what it was. You could drop out, and little little shits were given. Yeah. So maybe he just couldn't comprehend everything. I don't know, but I think there's a third option for people like him. Oh. When you're crazy. No, no. But when your daddy's one of the richest people on the planet, mm -hmm. and you decide, why am I doing this? Well, yeah. I guess that because I'm going to get the keys to the kingdom. Right. Why am I wasting my time? I mean. Which is yeah. more likely the scenario, it could, or it could be a combination of all three. Honestly, yeah, it could. Well, no, it's definitely not the first one. He didn't drop out to work. <laughs> Cause, well, true. Because honestly, mean, this is the first work he's ever done. Yeah, and there's reports. And he hates it. And there's reports yeah. saying that he's homesick. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, it was not Ivanka. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of the tweets that I put out because I, that that annoyed me that he might be homesick, quote unquote. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you could go back to uh, Melania. Oh, please. You could go back to Melania. Yeah. Melania might commit suicide, but you could go back to her, but yeah. just get out of office. But poor Melania. she's She's been waiting for this. I know. I know. I actually life, yeah. am starting to feel bad for her because if he does end up resigning, which he won't, or he gets impeached, which who knows, maybe he could, he's got to go back to her. Right now, I picture she's throwing a party every single night. She's like, woohoo, no, oh, yeah. Donald. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's. Yeah. I bet she's living it up in I know. New York. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the last person we should talk about is um, the labor secretary. Oh, okay. Um, let's see what this is. It's funny because if I remember correctly, earlier when you had talked about this, you had a slightly more optimistic outlook. A little bit, yeah. Um, Has that changed? Not as much. Mm. Um, okay. He doesn't seem to be as bad. All right. So originally, Trump nominated the <laughs> it's CEO. It's funny because that's such a low bar. I know it's not not as bad as what like the more I'm saying. Well, nominated. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at this as optimistically as I can. Uh, oh, good luck with that. The original nominee for the labor secretary was CEO Anthony Putster, who uh, I guess owns a company that owns Hardee's and Carl's Jr. So he's a fast food restaurant. Oh, that fucking chain. moron. Yeah, he's the one who you couldn't watch football without seeing some girl who's you can tell obviously never has eaten a hamburger. Exactly. Like yeah. eating a hamburger. Um, and if you and I was thinking, like, <laughs> it's funny. This is kind of a side rant, but 
it makes me laugh that they, and I bet it does work, but they think that like hypersexualizing things will sell. And for me, that is an instant turnoff. Like when I see that, I go, nah. "You, you are in the minority." In that I know one. I am because and sex it's always does been sell. that way. Yeah, sex it's, does it's sell. always been that way. I even remember uh, in high school, and people would go nuts over things. Oh, I'm yeah. like, "Like, why are you guys freaking out about this?" And then you yeah. watch the commercial or you see an ad for it, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. that's why." Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, sex I'm, does sell. Well, I remember one time you're just weird. <laughs> I am weird. <laughs> no, but I remember one time I was. Uh, over at a friend's house, and it was back in the days of MySpace, and he showed oh, those me, days. yeah, showed me this profile of some girl who was like her profile picture. She barely had any clothes on. Oh, and the funny, the first thought in my mind was, if you, you know, if you put yourself out there like that on the internet, she must have some kind of problem. Like <laughs> that, like my first thought was to be worried, right. And then I realized, oh, that looks bad in front of like five other guys. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, so but you still, had to be the macho man. You had to like be like, oh yeah. No, I still argued my case. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Th- that's true to Austin's <laughs> yeah, form. That's good. Yeah. I would have been I disappointed said, if you had yeah. if you hadn't. Because I said, well, it just seems crazy that somebody would do that to themselves. Now, actually, it's the funny thing is now, I um I don't view quite the same way because people express themselves differently, and if that's the way she wanted to express herself. And, you know, in all honesty, that was probably not a real account. It probably wasn't. Like, it was probably just some moron who made it. Yeah, account, it but, might have been. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm actually a lot less judgmental now. But I remember at the time thinking, like, you guys are getting up at, like, you know, you're getting all hot and bothered over this. Yeah. Well, that was my space time, so we were kids. So that would have been well, easy. Well, the funny thing is, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, we've all had access to the internet since we were, like, 11. Like, yeah. this is this is a child's play. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> no, listen, uh, but in a way, I, 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 I completely understand what you're trying to, what, what you're getting yeah. at. Um, but, uh, but you just, are, you are think in the that. minority. Yeah. Cause just, I just remember when I saw those commercials, I remember thinking that's disgusting. It's the same thing nowadays. Like you won't see as many. Well, I lied. You'll see just as many as what like sex sells, but yeah. they're adding other things in too. Yeah. Like they're trying to create fake diversity. Yeah. Like they show, oh, we'll put an Asian, we'll put a black guy, a Spanish guy, and a white guy all in the same picture because we celebrate diversity. Yeah. And then the con- and, and this is I'm not joking around. Then all of a sudden you see who the commercial's for, and it's for fucking Monsanto. Oh, I know. Yeah. And it's like what? No. So don't you, even bullshit with me with that. You know what kills me is that they have, like, they'll have these ads with these women who they are trying to definitely sensationalize and, you know, hypersexualize. And then you get one ad where there's just two men who are, you know, obviously the parents of a child. Right. But they're not, like, kissing or anything. Oh, they're no. They're just there. That's taboo. And people freak the yeah, fuck out. Forget that. And it's like, are you kidding me? They're just standing there. Right. They have all their clothes on. That doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Because we want to see what we want to see in this country, and that's not what we want to see. Uh, That's what some people want to see. I know. Well, I'm not speaking Uh, as to us, because I I could not give two shits what you do with your life. That thought wouldn't even enter my mind until I see people complaining about it. I know. Then I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize. It it, It just shocks me that like people can't see that. They, they, they yeah. can't see that, all right, two guys or two girls love each other, so they can't actually see it on TV because yeah. they, they'll freak the fuck out. Like, relax. What does yeah. it do to you? Why, why, why does it bother you so much? I, know, I remember thinking, I, on New Year's, they had, um, the, what was it, during the New Year's countdown, 
they showed two lesbians who kissed. Oh man! And it wasn't like a like they weren't making out. Yeah. It was just a kiss. It was like yeah. a quick kiss. But I'm um, sure it got heat. Oh no! I even remember my my one uncle who's really conservative. He's like, yeah, that's what we want to see. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I think some of his point was that they weren't particularly attractive, but on those shows they always show unattractive straight couples kissing. Oh, I've yeah. never heard that comment yeah. before. I mean, and it doesn't buy. Like, I didn't even give it a second thought until he said something. I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> I mean, I mean, who cares? I, I remember somebody mentioned it to me um, they were, when we were talking about this. They're like, why would I be against gays getting married? If they want to get married and live and suffer through marriage like straight couples do, then yeah, go no, for like it. like the most famous joke, yeah. It's like, all right, that that makes sense to me. Makes it's sense. Like, uh, there was a comedian who had a joke similar. He's like, I don't know why people are against same-sex marriage. If anybody's been married, they know it's always the same sex. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think it might have been Robin Williams. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. that, that, that sounds like a Robin Williams yeah. kind of joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, later on, as a partial segue, we will be talking about another comedian that I am slowly falling out of favor with. Ah, I told but, you I was persuasive. <laughs> so back to this uh, Secretary of Labor guy, just mm-hmm. quickly. There's not too much to talk about. Um, but the new... Re- so uh, he was facing criticism this... Um, whatever his name was, uh, Anthony Putzter, he was uh, facing criticism from the Republicans. And when, it found, when he found out that he was most likely not going to get enough support, he drops out. Yeah. So Trump names um, another guy to that position. And his name is Alexander Acosta. Um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I didn't either. So I did some research on him. He is the first son of a Cuban-like uh, refugee from communist Cuba. Oh, okay. So that's... The the irony number one. There's a few more. He is a conservative Republican by trait. However, so is Ted Cruz, and it's a similar situation. But however, he has a, an active um, resume of defending human rights. He's actually gone to court for Muslim Americans a few times. Oh, okay, and even between that, he's fought for human rights. Okay. Um, but does it say human rights for all people? No, uh, it, they only listed the the ones that I guess people would be more interested in reading about. But it well, just says human rights. The only reason I mention that is because here's some people don't know something about the guy who runs the Westboro Baptist Church, mm-hmm. Fred Phelps. He, before he started that church, was a famous civil rights attorney for black people. Okay. So it just goes to show that you can, you know, do a good thing and still be a horrible disgusting well, no, and, yeah. and and I'm, I'm starting to read more about um alexander acosta that yeah he's not like the perfect candidate by any means well, no, um, it's the trump administration you're not gonna right exactly candidate. if trump <laughs> thinks you're worthy of a position then you're probably yeah. not perfect but he did create a program called buy american hire american which is probably not the worst thing in the world it falls into line with what trump wants yeah you know bring job back to america um and ultimately, it looks like he has a lot of experience in in creating jobs. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's the worst person for the job. It's better than Scott Pruitt's position, at least. Um, yeah, he doesn't believe that. It, well, he's Secretary of Labor, right? Yeah, Secretary of Labor. So he doesn't believe that labor shouldn't exist. So that's, exactly. that's a good first start. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he has a resume of actually producing jobs or creating jobs one way or another. Yeah. And he's a lawyer, former dean of a, uh, of a college. So he's got, he can't be a moron. That's not necessarily true, I know. But I have, I have some more faith in this guy than I have had in other uh, nominees. I think the biggest question is, will he 
work hard to get rid of unions. Yeah. That's I, usually what they do. It didn't make mention of that in the article that I was reading. Because usually when a Republican puts somebody in charge of labor, that's their goal, to get rid of unions. Because there's two things that giant corporations want. The ability to pay their workers as little as possible and the ability to dump their shit in the, you know, in the oceans and the rivers and the waste, you know, make our country a wasteland so they could make an extra like 30 cents. Well, here's another one. Uh, Acosta supports amnesty for illegals and continued inflow of foreign workers, which is just weird. Like, there's these little things in... in I don't know. That's a popular corporate stance, though, because not, they can pay them less. Not against Trump, though. Not no. to be a Trump nominee. Yeah, that's, for him. That's the weird part. Except that he does that, too. His vineyards are hiring foreign workers right now. Well, I know, but that's not what he stands for, is what I mean. It's not what he says. Right. But his actions, actually... I mean, well, right now, his actions are... You know, forcefully deporting people. So now he's starting to live up to his right. rhetoric. Uh, he says uh, he also supports pro-diversity federal mandates. Yeah. Um, and that's about all that they... That it's they, just so the, sad that that's even a conversation. I know. But ultimately, my whole point of that is, out of all the candidates that we've seen for these positions, he's probably the best one. <laughs> yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a little bit of a bright spot. At least bit. At least he fights for some of the stuff that... We kind of can get get on board with, but yeah. we'll see what happens because we'll see, we'll see because what happens. we don't know. Yeah. He hasn't he he hasn't been confirmed yet. I think it's just a nominee process still. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is about good time for our first break. We're out of beer, oh, so yeah, we yes. should probably run our advertisement. Oh, yeah. for our sponsor. Yeah. Um, and get get a fresh beer. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll see you after the break. Do you support progressive ideas? Do you want to wear clothes that reflect your progressive values and not a corporate logo? Then buy from Uresist. Uresist is an organization dedicated to promoting progressive initiatives with non-corporate logos. We create and sell clothing with progressive graphics. Visit Uresist at uresist.org or at facebook.com slash u.resist. Wear your resistance. Welcome back. We are freshly stocked with new beer. Yes. Um, we got more topics to talk about, mm -hmm. but of course we got to start with the beer. Uh, so to introduce this beer, we're going back to our roots. Uh, <laughs> Weyerbacher it is. <laughs> this is, I guess it's called Tiny. Tiny, yep. Um, it's a Belgian style imperial ale and we yeah. are bumping up the alcohol content. Oh yeah. We went from 6.2, I think it was, to 11.8. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. I poured this and it just looks like coffee. Yeah. All right, let's give it a try. Well, I'm giving it a try. He already had it before. Ah, it's good every time. Oh, man, that is solid. Yep. It's strong. It's way stronger than the last one we had. Yep. Um, And that's the one where you can taste it. Yeah, you yeah. definitely can. It's really tasty, though. Yeah, it tastes like, uh, it's like chocolate. It doesn't have as much of the coffee as a lot of stouts do. Right. But it's... But you can definitely taste it. It has yeah. that bitterness of, yep. of what coffee would be. Yeah, it's good. That's, yeah. That's one of my favorites. I like it. Yeah. Strong, too, man. I've wow. made I've made a chili with that, too. Oh, you've put this in the chili? Oh, yeah. I've put beer in all my food. <laughs> <laughs> well, Weyerbacher strikes again, because that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I'm not just saying that to get a second sponsor. <laughs> I'm just saying, because it's pretty damn good. But yeah, that's yeah, pretty stuff solid. Is good. So this is called Tiny. And like I said, 11.8. So if you're looking to get pretty messed up in a couple beers, it's the way to do it. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's better to have it at home. 
Yeah, most likely. As long as you, well, if you're not driving, have wherever. I don't well, care. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what you do. I'm not your mother. Right. <laughs> if you're driving, though, I am your mother, and don't you dare go around driving. Yeah, don't do that, because that's just yeah. stupid. Because yeah. then you're going to ruin everybody's day. All right, so let's get back to our uh, our business. And like we have been at least the last couple episodes, and we're trying to, if you've noticed, we're trying to create structure as we go on with this. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> we're we're doing better. Doing better, yeah. So uh, yeah. I, we're going to go over the weekly poll, oh. and this poll, uh, I, I wrote up the poll right after our last uh, recording session. And, and just for those who don't know, Tom is in charge of the polls. Yeah. So if you see a poll, I didn't write it. Tom, yeah. No, I also has nothing it. to do with them. Yeah. I it, it's. Typically, I go home, I drink a couple of things of whatever, scotch, wine, whatever I got in hand, and then I, I, I contemplate a couple ideas, and hey, I come up with a poll. This week's poll, Bigly, Bigly. Uh, <laughs> is who would you most trust to run the U.S. government? And I, I have four choices, because I like four choices. It's an even number. It's nice. The choices were <laughs> a child... Frank Underwood, the fictional character from uh, House of Cards, mm. a platypus, or Donald Trump? A platypus. Yeah. Now, the original idea of the platypus- What's the difference between Donald Trump and a platypus? Well, you can grab the platypussy by, you know- <laughs> Believe it or not- I going to say the hair. <laughs> believe it or not, that was what was going through my mind when I thought of a platypus. Because I wanted to add an animal, but I didn't know what to add. And I'm like, oh, platypus. Sounds like Man. pussy. Donald Man. Trump likes to grab those. So the results- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's where the line, like directly that's, there. That's how yeah. my brain works. So okay. the results were a child, twenty one percent. Frank, oh, uh, the child didn't do too bad. No, yeah. Frank Underwood, twenty one percent. Yeah, did the same as a child. Yeah, <laughs> a platypus, fifty four percent. Really, ladies and gentlemen, you picked a platypus because Donald Trump only received four percent. Ah. but somebody I, who are the idiots who voted for Donald Trump? I, I <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think it was just one vote. Just one vote? Yeah. And it might have been uh, one of our trolls that we had. Wow. But um, yeah, the winner of this week's poll of who you would rather trust in a, to run our government is a platypus. Woohoo! Well, congratulations, platypus. Yes. Very well deserved. Yeah. I don't know. I, for one, welcome our platypus overlords. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we're... Um, what I wanted to try to get done, I wanted to do some more interactions with the Twitter community because our Twitter followers are growing pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, we're already at like 750 in just a little over a month. That's pretty impressive for us. Um, I wanted I wanted to get more of our community's voices. So right before we started, I posted on our Twitter that we're currently in recording. And if you had any questions or comments, to uh, tweet them at us. This first comment comes from at damn it lyric <laughs> i love it and it's a pretty good name yeah it is uh he first uh he or she first says um you guys are the greatest i look forward to listening to more of you p.s keep, keep up the good work so thank you for that we appreciate yes. that thank you very much uh then also poses a question saying do you feel that there is any hope that we will make it out of the four out of these four years relatively okay because at this moment i'm pretty hopeless i also feel like we may end up with another four years of him for some reason any thoughts okay well first of all thank you very much for the question and the yeah. comment uh we hope that this triggers more we would yeah. like to make this into a little segment so if you have any comments or questions please feel free to send them to us anytime throughout the week and we'll save them and we'll mention them on the air yeah so what do you think uh 
Well, the phrase feeling helpless, um, or hopeless, rather. Yeah, hopeless. Yeah. I get it. So I get do it. I. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel hopeless. Yep. And um, the one thing that's getting me through that feeling is seeing the organizing, the strong organizing from the opposition to Donald Trump. And I, I, I don't think in my lifetime I've ever seen people organize like this before. Don, me neither. No, not in this capacity. No, and I mean, I mean, we're pretty we're relatively young, so yeah, people who were alive yeah, in but the sixties probably saw it. Like but this. I mean, you and I both like history. We've yeah. watched all the not all the clips. We watch a lot of these clips. It, it's it's very reminiscent of like early America. Yeah, that kind of it, we haven't seen it in a long, long time. Well, it reminds me a lot of like when you watch. Um, when they talk about the move, the different social movements of the '60s, it mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I took a whole class in college about the American history, and we talked a lot about the '60s. And right. see, and I always thought, like, I'd love to live through that time where you could be a part of something that made such a huge difference. And here and we I are. Feel like here we are. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. And with the internet, we have a much, much, much stronger voice. Yeah, absolutely do. I mean, uh, if if it wasn't for the internet, Austin, we have no voice between us two. Yeah. We'll just be the two of us complaining yeah, to each other. <laughs> yeah, and just listening to ourselves. But we, we get to uh, you know, let the world hear in on our crappy yeah. opinions. So I feel like the one thing to do is to find your cause, get out there, and march for it. Yep, I agree. And, and do everything you can to oppose the things that frighten you. And then the second part, worried about, well, will we make it through four years? I honestly cannot answer that. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know if we'll make it. I think, I don't know. I mean, we've made it through some tough times as a country, but this is going to put us to the test. This is going to be our biggest test for sure. Well, yeah. maybe not our biggest, but it's one of the biggest, biggest tests in our we, lifetime. For sure, <laughs> yeah. by far. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of that was, do we think there's another four years ahead? <laughs> well, first of all... No, I don't think so. Well, hold per- on. Go ahead. First, I'm not sure... He's once another four years after Most, these four years are done. Know. It doesn't look like he's on the on that path. But the thing that worries me is that there's already rumblings about Hillary running again. Oh my god! If she runs again, We're we will trouble. absolutely get four more years yeah. of Donald Trump. But to be completely honest with you, even if she runs again, it's going to be like a Martin O'Malley kind of deal because no, I I can't see. Well, it. she won't be anointed again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think she stands a chance at even because. But even if she doesn't, if somebody like Cory Booker runs, yeah, it's going to be the same. Problem. It's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. which is why uh, we really need to focus on. Well, I mean, there's not much we can do, but we really yeah. need to be concerned about who becomes the chair of the DNC. Yeah, because if Keith Ellison becomes the chair of the DNC, that wave of progressives will start to come uh, to come alive. Yeah, and then you stand a good chance, almost a perfect chance. Of making sure that we do not get another four years. Yeah. But the the fact is, you're right. If yeah. we get the same kind of establishment center yeah. type of candidate that doesn't stand for either one side strongly, yeah. and Trump decides to run again, yeah, who knows? We, we might, yeah. Don't forget, we did, a, not we personally, but this yeah. country elected Bush two times. Twice, yeah. Two times. But... Bush was never this unpopular. Not at the Not end, until late. Until late. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, he was still considered one of the most idiotic presidents. 
presidents that we've ever had. I mean, IQ level and all. Well, the thing that worries me is a stupid person. A lot of people think he got reelected because he was a wartime president. Yeah. And right now, well, Trump might be too. So, well, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Like right, like if if he doesn't enter another conflict, I know we're involved in conflicts, but if he doesn't enter a new one. He might not make it. I, I can't see yeah. that not happening. There, there's like, got, he's he he be might be so bad it might not matter. Yeah, who we put up, like who well, is put up against hopefully. him. Hopefully, but if we want the best chance, we put up somebody that is his polar opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to still go down their normal path. No, I know. I'm afraid of that. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, as far as the hopeless thing, I know you you touched on it before. Yeah. Don't feel. Don't feel ultimately hopeless because this podcast started off as us just ranting and fe- <laughs> yeah. and venting and just feeling better about ranting and venting yeah. because we needed an outlet. And um, not much has changed. That's no, so, it's, <laughs> and that's so that's the beauty of it. But yeah, you're right. You need to find something that you believe in and you got to stand for that. Yeah. Um, one of my bosses is actually going on the March, uh, March of Science in Washington. Oh, yeah. So do stuff like that. You know, stand for something. Don't just sit. The worst thing you can do is keep your mouth quiet yeah. and watch what's happening on TV. Yeah. This might not be the best thing. It's Our podcast might not be the number one thing that's helping. No. But if we can do anything, at least help inspire somebody else yeah. to go out and actually stand for something. Don't just watch it. Yeah. If you don't want to be the witness to history, you want to be part of the history. And in this case, if we all choose to sit back and watch things happen, we might be messing the country up yeah. more than we can imagine. Oh, yeah. But if you stand for something and you actually get involved, you could be part of the solution. Well, yeah, they, I mean, I've heard quotes and I can't remember exactly the, the exact wording, but it's along the lines of, you know, all evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Yeah, exactly. And I'll amend that statement because you know it's 2017 men and women oh well yeah Yeah. exactly yeah if you're a man a woman gay straight black white asian whatever you are you have a voice and and you need to let it out yeah because if you don't then you get you just let people like donald trump just do what they want but the fact is we have a lot of people starting to come out of the woodwork yeah and actually refuse resist yeah. i hate to use the hashtag but i mean that's yeah. you you have to resist you do you can't just let it happen yeah and i, I i'm so afraid that this country is gonna let it happen but yeah. so far it looks like we're not well the one thing i think donald trump has done is cured a lot of people of their apathy yeah you're right yeah you are right because people aren't apathetic anymore nope and i heard a story on um Another podcast, and I wish I remembered which one it was because I'd love to plug them, but I just can't remember. Well, I, we remember. I listen to a lot of podcasts, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard for me to remember. If you do exactly remember, we'll plug. Yeah. We'll plug appropriately. But um, the one guy said that the one of the smartest people he works with, who was liberal but not terribly involved, is now involved in movements and politics. That that warms my heart to hear yeah. that. And. And the guy was saying, you better, you know what? It was cognitive dissonance. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So listen to cognitive dissonance's um, most recent episode, I believe it was. And um, I think it was uh, Cecil was talking about it. And he just, and you know, when you have smart people who are apathetic finally putting their minds to making change, 
you know, it means that uh, Trump's administration is going to be in trouble. Right. Exactly. And, and, and don't wait for four years to do something. No, no, that's the worst thing you can do. It's yeah. the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Start now. Yeah. If you haven't already started, start now. But the best thing we can do is all go out in 2018 yeah. and vote in the midterms. Yeah. Because if we flip the House and the Senate, which before it seemed like it would be impossible. Yeah. Only the Senate at one point was yeah. considered doable. Yeah. Now, and even that was an uphill struggle. Yeah. But if we get the outrage and we keep the outrage going and you can flip them both, he's not going to be able to do no. anything. And they can bring them up for impeachment. Absolutely. Just yeah. think Just think about all the nonsense that's happened in five weeks or six weeks of, of yeah. Trump's presidency. That's not a lot. Yeah. I mean, the, the nonsense is, but the time is not. Yeah. So give it another two years. Yeah. I mean, like I, we joke around about this all the time, but assuming we're still a country in two years, yeah. uh, there's a potential for a lot of things in the negative aspect yeah. to, to occur. So you, you're right. The yeah. house is actually possible. Yeah. But it's not if people don't want to vote. Yeah. But I feel like if any time the Democrats or the Democrats, uh, anybody, anybody really, are going to show up, it's going to be this midterm. Yeah. If they don't show up now, then they'll never show up. Yeah. Because this is the time that they have to show we up. Have to do it. And yeah. that's not saying the Democrats are all innocent. Because no. I there are tons of Democrats that I can shit on right now. Yeah. But... At this point, we just got to stop the the Republicans from con total control of our government. Well, that's the other thing. Get out there and vote in the primaries. <laughs> exactly. Get yeah. out there and vote in the primaries and get good candidates to run in the midterm election and then get them in Congress. Mm -hmm. If you get them in Congress, then we can oppose everything he does. And please. And in, you know, in another two years, get him the fuck out of there. And please vote progressive yeah do not vote center of the line hillary clinton politics because yeah. that will not do anything to advance our party or no. advance our country no. you have to you we have to get on the same stage with the rest of the world yeah we're so far behind so many countries because we're just too afraid well not all of us no. but there's a, a good amount of people that are too afraid to become progressive yeah so, so just admit it yeah exactly yeah. Except that they do when it's asked, you know, asked of them in the polls. Right. They'll admit it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they don't know what they're admitting to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, people accusing those of us who are progressive of not being lifelong Democrats, <clears throat> I think the two of us in this room have a slightly different history with the party because I believe you have pretty much been a lifelong Democrat. I right? was up to like, I'm going to say... Five or six years ago, and then I I went to the independent party yeah. because that's about the time I started really getting to know who Bernie Sanders was, yeah. and that's when I realized that you can have liberal uh, liberal ideologies, but you don't have to be a Democrat yeah. because the Democratic platform has become something that I cannot completely back. Yeah, it's too it's not it's not it's not liberal enough for me because yeah. I've always been a pretty staunchy liberal. Yeah. Um, but now I am back as a Democrat, but yeah. I just did it so I could vote for Bernie. But I, I plan on staying as a Democrat yeah. just so I can continue to vote for Democrats because the majority of progressives are going to be Democrats, not yeah. independents. Yeah. Bernie's the, like the lone wolf in that. Yeah. Well, but the electable yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you have not been that same way. No. Austin has had a very <laughs> different route when it comes to yeah. politics. And that's why this is important because I grew up in an incredibly conservative household and as a matter of fact, if you had asked me even 10 years ago, yeah. if there's one thing you'd never do, I would say register as a Democrat. Right. Never. Oh, I know. Ever. I remember. Even 
And even when I did, I did it to vote for Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I even thought, wow, this is something I never, ever thought I'd do. But he brought me into the party. Right. He did. Mm-hmm. So to all of you who say that he's not really a Democrat... He has at least one extra Democrat exactly. because of him. Right. And if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be a Democrat. Two, because yeah. I'm the same boat. I, w- yeah. I would have gladly have stayed independent. Yeah. Because I was going to vote for him wh- whatever party he was going to be in. Yeah. If he decided to become a Republican, I would have changed the Republican oh, Party yeah. to vote for him. Yeah. So, so what were you? You were independent? Because I know you had, li- like, a long time ago, you had libertarian ideologies. So yeah. were you registered? Thing, it wasn't long enough ago. Were you registered as libertarian? I was registered as libertarian. Yeah. You were? I was. Uh, up till this election? No, I was registered as libertarian. And then in 2012, I changed to independent. Okay. And then a Democrat. Democrat. Yeah. So, yeah, now at this point, we're both Democrats, but we were yeah. we were both independents leading up to this yeah. election. Yeah. Because I, and to be honest, I'm not a proud Democrat by any means, but I am looking forward to seeing how the party hopefully the party can transition yeah. toward a more progressive platform. I mean, I was I was definitely proud to see somebody like Bernie up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he's the one who kind of finally pushed me over the edge. Like, I was... Um, I'd always considered myself to be completely independent. I was a libertarian for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because I feel like libertarianism can be... Um, a way to wean yourself off of the Republican Party. Yeah, because you got the social issues that are more democratic yeah, exactly. or more liberal. Well, I remember because just the way I grew up, you know, you're a Republican. Right. It's, you're a Republican and that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, I saw President Bush speak, the W, because I wasn't alive when right, right. the other Bush was president. Well, you were. Well, I was alive, yeah. but I wouldn't have been you as. You were a yeah. baby. But I saw him at a rally. Before he got elected the second time. Oh, wow. I saw him speak. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw um, Vice President Darth Vader speak. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw them both speak. You have an autograph of George. Yeah, it's not from me personally. <laughs> <laughs> He's got but, an autograph of W. Yeah. <laughs> and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and after... Bush's second term, I remember thinking, I, I can't be a pro-war conservative anymore. And so I decided I need to find something different. And that's when I found libertarianism. And I thought, well, you're socially liberal, which I always was. That's the one thing I was never part of that uh, socially conservative group. And I was like, well, you, I'll try to be fiscally responsible <laughs> and socially liberal. And I kept that for a while until you have enough conversations. And that's the thing. You just, everybody needs to have conversations with each other. Absolutely. Because you can change minds. Oh, yeah. So if you I used to be, I used to be so anti-drugs. Oh, yeah. When I was was growing up, I was so anti-drugs. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, it took me smoking pot for the first time to change that opinion. But now, like, because I've had discussions with uh, pro-legalization, marijuana legalization advocates, then I'm like, oh, I get it completely. Now I can never see myself against pot. It's strange the way it works, but like you just said, it takes conversation. That's the funny thing, though, because you were a lifelong liberal, Yeah. but were anti-drugs. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing I never was. Yeah. I was always a pro-legalization advocate. I don't know why. And the funny thing thing is that was way before I ever smoked. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was pro legalization, but way before. Yeah, I don't know what it was about that. It was the one topic where I was just like, I looked at drugs as one thing, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like people who do drugs. Now I'm mm. like, oh, I I can't believe that I <laughs> hate that I didn't like people yeah. who did drugs. I'm like, oh, fuck that. No. <laughs> but yeah, and then after after being a libertarian, eventually having enough conversations with liberals. After a while, it's just like. Yeah, you concede that, yeah, I can't argue this anymore because it's not right. Well, once you start seeing other countries with, because you said fiscally conservative. Yeah. That's the whole libertarian thing. Socially yeah. liberal, fiscally conservative. Yeah. That's fine. But then when you start mm. to see other countries who are socially, uh, they use social, uh, I, I guess socialist uh, policies for their economics. Yeah, democratic socialism. Yeah. yeah. Um, you start to see those succeed. Like, where's the debate? Minnesota, we discussed this a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, the governor used tactics very similar to Bernie Sanders' democratic socialist ideals. Yeah. And they have a surplus in their economy for the first time. Before that, the uh, the governor uh, ran off of the platform as the most fiscally conservative Republican. Yeah. And they were like $2 trillion or $2 billion in debt, I think it was. Yeah. Once you see that start to formulate, it's almost impossible to disagree. Although yeah. people... They continuously will. disagree. Well, that's the biggest difference I noticed, because when I was a libertarian, you're always arguing for um, a fantasy. Right. Something that has never existed and will never exist on this planet. Right. And when you start realizing how many countries already implement policies that we consider liberal. Right. But are non-controversial in other places, you realize this is just common sense. Right. It's not even... It also tells you how far behind we are. Yeah. It's not an ideology. It's just common sense. Exactly. Yeah. And common decency. And Bernie was the really one who pushed me over the... I mean, I was almost there already, but he's the one. When I started to hear him speak, I'm like, yeah, he's right. I remember the first time I, I Bernie started to become popular. Now, like I said, I had known about Bernie for years before this. He was one of the... like. He's one of those guys that I've always looked up to because he's never yeah. been afraid to speak his mind, no well, matter what. And but I liked him, too, because he was in Vermont. Very close to Boston, right? Well, not very, very. Well, you must have heard about him more about up there. Well, he was in, yeah, he was in Massachusetts quite a bit. I yeah. remember the first time I, I brought Bernie up to you. I was so afraid as to what you were going to say. I was like, "Hey, have you ever heard of Bernie Sanders?" <laughs> yeah. And then they, you, your first response was, "Yeah, I love him." Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "Really?" Yeah, but I just wasn't ready for that because that was about the time where I started seeing you completely get on board with uh, oh, yeah. the social policies. But you, yeah. you had been pretty uh liberal in the social policies for a yeah. long time yeah ever since i've known you yeah but and i mean is, yeah it just took i mean it just took uh talking right that's all it took and eventually because i feel like and even as a libertarian i felt it it's like mental gymnastics it's exhausting to continue to argue for their position yeah. because logically it doesn't make any sense right but, I mean, when you get behind a party platform, sometimes you don't really think about the common sense part. You just say, well, that's what I believe. Well, no, what it was is there was a barrier in my mind. I well, not you. Never, I meant people. I know. but in, And I think this happens for a lot of people. There's a barrier in my mind that you do not cross. And in, in our world, you do not cross into being a liberal. Right. You do not cross that line. Right. You don't. And eventually I did. It's the only line I know. Yeah, <laughs> no. I've never. I can't even imagine being conservative-minded. Yeah. And what's odd is my it's whole, difficult. my entire family, other than my, other than my dad, 
are all hardcore Republicans, yeah. but like the annoying Republicans, yeah. the ones that like racist, sexist, yeah. you know, yeah. not the typical Republican. It's like the Trump Republicans. Yeah. Uh, Although in my experience, a lot of times that is the typical Republican. It's it's like. I don't know if it's the typical Republican because I know a lot of lifelong Republicans who are maybe they're racist, yeah. but they're not like openly racist. Like yeah. my my uncle doesn't give a shit who's around him. Yeah, he'll just be flat out racist. Yeah, uh, but my dad has always been a more liberal minded person. So I thankfully because I can't imagine what life is like as a conservative. Uh, it's a lot less compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, when you find God. You find Jesus. It feels like I don't know. Maybe maybe they're happier because Jesus comes inside of them. You know? <laughs> but well, they're definitely happier because they're ignorant. I do got to say that this whole conversation was was a product of just one comment. Yeah. Now we extended it longer because yeah. we only had the one. Yeah. But we want to make this a, a, a weekly thing because this could be fun. Because oh, yeah. we can't think of everything. Yeah, we, we've proven that before. <laughs> yeah. We cannot think of everything. So if you have a comment or you have a question. Just uh, tag us in a in in a post or two or three, yeah, and we'll we'll go from there. Yep, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. article to my attention um that we wanted to discuss it's the, the i'll just list i'll just read the title of the article uh it's ex-neo-nazis explain what's driving the alt-right all right so what what i get out of this they pretty much interview former um neo-nazis and they ask them uh, various amounts of questions like why they became a neo-nazi why they left, what it was like, and it's a pretty interesting read. Yes, yeah. It's it's fascinating there because what they what they're saying in this article, and I think it's true, is that the alt right movement and the neo Nazi movement or white supremacist movement in a broader general term are not different. And um, I'll read a little bit from the article exactly what they say. So the question was asked to these, the two who are being interviewed. Do you feel like, uh, if it hadn't been for the earlier classification of neo-Nazis, could you have identified with the alt-right? The first one goes on says, Oh, absolutely. It's the same movement. It's just cleaned up. It's well-spoken. They preach exactly the same stuff. I used to preach exactly the same stuff. And the woman who's being interviewed said, the alt-right does not exist. <laughs> it's, it's nothing more than white supremacists who have repackaged their hate and served it up into a more palatable form for human consumption. That is, that's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's it. When, that's coming from a former neo-Nazi, right? Yeah. yeah. When former you know, people who were neo-Nazis see the same shit, and they're saying it's just the same stuff with a different package. Exactly. I mean, what more do you need? And and it's not just this one person. I think you you read from Angela King, right? Yeah. It's not even just her. 
they're all saying something of the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, Tony McAleer, McAleer, probably that's probably it's probably McAleer. I think so. He said, "What I was known for when I was part of the movement was to make the unreasonable sound reasonable." So you can take the Nazi ideology and use a different language to make it sound very reasonable. If you put on a shirt with a tie and a suit and tell people to go to college, don't get tattoos, don't go mainstream, it makes white supremacy appear reasonable. I did that during my time in the movement, and it's funny to see it 20 years later and what exactly that whole movement looks like now. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. that's, That's kind of what we're seeing now. Yeah. We're seeing well-dressed racists. And what Angela King says, uh, she said, when I was 23 and on my way out of the neo-Nazi movement, what they were preaching at the time was that we were being too blatant. We started hearing, quit shaving your heads, quit getting tattoos, quit being so easy to identify, quit committing crimes that are going to bring bad or negative attention to us. And she said, that's what they were telling us to do, go undercover, go out and become a police officer, a lawyer, a doctor. Oh, yeah. Get into different aspects of society. And when the time is right, there was one goal, a race war. There, there you that's go. That's what she said. Yeah. I mean, what she's pretty much alluding to is blending in with society. Yeah. So you just seem like an average person. Yeah. So it makes it look like it's an okay thing to do. Yeah. That's and, so sick. And before uh, 9-11, the top priority of the FBI was to combat um, white supremacist groups who were infiltrating police divisions around the country. Mm -hmm. And they were starting to make some progress, and then we got attacked, and they were just... That was the end of it. Right. And now, our current president has taken them completely off the list of people to worry about. Why would you not... Why do you not... You sound almost shocked by that. Half of his cabinet is part of this group. Well, I'm just shocked that it's, it's so morally horrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm not shocked that he did it. It it is. It's disgusting. That's what it is. Do you ever think that he, like Donald Trump, is like like a crazy family member? Like, if you think if you if you heard him speak, mm-hmm. you know, in the '80s, and he talks about subjects, he's not totally unreasonable. Like he, I'm pretty sure there's a clip of him talking about how. Universal healthcare would be a better system. Yeah, and you know he was a don't forget he was a Democrat for a long yeah. time. But he's one of these people, and I feel like it's happened with a lot of people in this country where they get sucked into the right wing media. Maybe they get sucked into this vortex of hate that starts with Fox News, yeah, and it leads to Breitbart, yeah, and then it leads Alex to Infowars, yeah. yeah, and you just get sucked into this nonsense of conspiracy theories and white supremacy and hate and it just changes people it, i can see that for sure yeah uh i mean I, I remember talking to one of my friends who was a or is a trump supporter i haven't talked to him since so maybe he's not anymore but mm. at one point he was and he said he's like oh i don't really think trump believes any of the stuff that he says now because if you look at clips from the 70s and 80s or even the early 90s he sounded pretty reasonable in a lot of cases yeah so what happened? Something yeah. obviously had to happen. Either either he is completely bullshitting, and yeah. this is just a power gain, yeah. or something like you said, maybe maybe he just flipped. Well, the only reason I th- maybe he hit his head. The only know. reason I think about it is because there's um there's a documentary called The Brainwashing of My Father 
that a woman made about her father's descent into right-wing media. Oh. And he apparently was um, in the 60s, uh, voted for JFK, was always um, a champion of unions. Okay. Yeah. Was a union man himself, I believe. Wow. Okay. And um, Just switched? One, I guess, and some job he had, he had to drive, uh, take a long drive to work, mm -hmm. started listening to Rush Limbaugh. Oh, my God. And she said that it, it changed the way her father acted 100%. He, she had never seen him say and do the things that he was doing. And there was such hate and vitriol. And she couldn't figure it out at first because she didn't know who Rush Limbaugh was. And, what, and I guess um, her mother told her that he started listening to this guy on the radio. And then now all they watch is Fox News. And you get this... And he just got sucked into this vortex of hate. And uh, I guess eventually, well, I'll let you watch the documentary because it has a, yeah, it that, has a hopeful end. That sounds like something. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, that's, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. That sounds like something I would definitely yeah. watch. And I don't want to give it away. but it, No, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Don't. It's worth it, yeah. What's it called again? Uh, the Brainwashing of My Father. Brainwashing of My Father, okay. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, for anybody who wants to read more of these... Um, quotes from these uh former neo-nazis we'll provide the link it's from vice uh, vice.com yeah um we'll provide the link so you can read it's just it's it's incredible to read the stories of these people yes and then relate it to today i mean this article is from today but just to relate it to what's currently going on mm -hmm. and then you start to wonder yeah you just you got to sit back and ask yourself what's actually what's happening yeah what is happening yeah because i obama was just president. I don't remember this much coming out until just a, a year ago. Yeah. Now you just, it's so rampant now. Yeah. And it seems to be only getting worse. Yeah. To a point where today, Hillary Clinton, back in the news, she asked Donald Trump to go out against these people who are anti-Semitic. Yeah. Who are speaking or speaking about Jews like it's fucking 1940. Yeah. Uh, and I Trump's not going to do it. Uh, no. He did apparently. He said something, he? but not not wholeheartedly. No. Because why would you? Well, did you see him during that press conference? Which one? There's the one where he got called out by the reporter? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he just it was bizarre. I know. And I'm the I don't want to cover it because everybody literally everybody yeah, else I know. has covered it. But it's, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah, it's a but, it's like watching somebody have a mental breakdown. And that yeah. you just stole the words right out of my mouth because it, you just look at this man and you say to yourself, is he actually mentally unstable? Yeah. Because I, I joked around about it for uh, almost a year that this guy's crazy. Yeah. But he might actually have some kind of mental disorder. But it's pretty much Kim Jong-un. That's the only other... Uh, world leader that i can think of that's sounds like trump. yeah yeah i mean even putin to an extent doesn't do the things that trump does that's saying a lot no putin one thing about putin is that well i mean i don't speak russian obviously so i don't know but from what i've heard he actually is pretty well spoken no i if i, I i've heard the exact same things yeah and and he might be actually the most corrupt person in the world. But even he actually works like a leader. Yeah. And you don't see that from Trump. No. Because I don't think he knows how to. No, he has no idea. But you would just imagine that anybody could pick it up. Yeah. That if you're in this position, you, you'll figure it out. We're six weeks in. He has not figured it out. No, if anything, he's gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah.
Um, the next thing we're going to talk about is a little bit of a, a good and bad from our love but hated Bill Maher. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll start off with the most recent event with Man. Bill Maher. He had a special guest on. Yeah, special. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I'd use. Who, who was that special guest? I can't remember. It's Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, that's right. That asshole. Yeah. 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 He had him on. And the debate already sprung because people don't know whether or not you should give that kind of uh, platform a, 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 a limelight or not. Yeah. And Bill Maher is like, fuck you. I don't care. He's coming on my show. Yeah. Which is okay. In a sense, yeah. If you handle it correctly. Yeah. And I didn't see it. Austin saw it. Yeah. Austin showed me when I first came here. And there's just no debate. He did not handle it correctly. Not even close. If you don't know what this guy's all about, not Bill Maher. Um, nah, Milo. Yeah, Milo, whatever his fucking name is. Um, he's, I, he's a conservative Englishman who's gay, but has a Muslim black boyfriend. Yeah, or something like but that. But hates everybody else. Yeah. It's really strange. Well, he even hates gay people. Yeah, and he, does, he doesn't even hire gay people in his own company, apparently. Although, I want to say we're tiptoeing around... The most abhorrent thing about him is when he maybe endorses too strong a word, but he didn't condemn pedophilia. Oh, that's right. I actually completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah because apparently he was uh, molested as a boy because he grew up as a Catholic. Yeah. And he was molested by a priest. Yeah. Now, you would automatically think to yourself, the man must hate Catholicism, he must hate priests. Oh no, he defends it. He defends it and encourages it in a way. Like not, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, it, yeah, he didn't actually say like, "Oh, it should happen," but he did not say it shouldn't happen. And yeah. he actually said the the experience was pleasurable. He enjoyed it. Yeah. As a matter I mean, of fact, he said he was the predator. Right. Which the host of the show, Joe Rogan's like, that's not possible. You were thirteen or uh, fourteen, whatever. But so, that's but he firmly believes yeah. it, and uh, he did not condone pedophilia. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of guy we're talking about, but it, it's the hate that's gotten him into this platform. And he's only, I think they said 31 years old. Yeah. So unfortunately, we're probably gonna have to see him for a long time. Uh, yeah, but well, Bill Maher, Bill Maher controversial, controversially brings him onto the show yeah. and interviews him and then has him on with other guests. Yeah. And it was, it just wasn't very good. No. Well, he had him on and it seemed like they just played patty cake. Yeah. <laughs> he, Bill Maher just let him talk. Yeah. And he barely pushed back, barely. And then, then that overtime segment. Oh where yeah, he, like joins in. Yeah, on the they were talking about transgender people, yeah. and, and he, Bill Moore actually like because uh, Milos was making fun of trans, or he was saying something in a negative connotation yeah. about transgender. He's saying that transgender people were a threat to women and children. That's right. Yeah. And Bill Moore jokes. With him, and he said, well, "It's not entirely unreasonable." I'm like, "Yes, it is." It and is like, you could hear the crowd. The crowd wanted to boo, and as yeah. soon as Bill Maher said that, they shut up. They're like, yeah. "They were probably had the same reaction I had." Like, I think, I think they wanted to cheer what Bill Maher was going to say because right. they thought he was going to say, say something, something sane. Yeah, yeah. But then he, he, I mean, talk about a guy who wants to make America sane again, right? And, and then you say something, something so like stupid. that. Yeah. So, and, it, and I'm not the type of person that gets insensitive about these kind of things. But that I wasn't a joke. No. He wasn't joking about no. trans people. He said with a completely straight face. Yeah. Almost like. Like a side a, note. Like in a passing manner as exactly. if everybody agrees. That right. That's not entirely unreasonable. I'm like, it is. It is entirely it, it, it really unreasonable. Is. Yeah. And then he asked the other guest, he's like, where do you stand on where weirdos pee? <laughs> I'm like. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the very next thing yeah. he said, and, and that was he asked it to a Republican, a former Republican congressman from Georgia. Yeah. I don't care what his name was. No. I don't even want to think about his name. <laughs> he also had uh, uh, Larry Wilmore on the show, yeah. who was the standout of the show yeah. because I mean, he only was, that guy had his own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, he. He was the only one for at least half the, the the segment to actually curse out this kid. Yeah, to say something, to push back. Yeah. Somebody finally pushed back against. But this it wasn't bigot. even that that bothered me because for the most part, Bill Maher took a pat. Like he was just back there and yeah. letting them debate. It was yeah. the actual interview that I couldn't even finish. Yeah, I actually asked Austin to turn it off. Yeah, it was disgusting because the stuff that this person was saying, and then what Bill Maher was asking, and then not doing anything about. Made me so frustrated. And yeah. if you listen to the last episode, you know I like Bill Maher. Yeah. But that love is slowly disappearing. Yeah. Because you can't do stuff like that when you got this no. person who who is the platform of hate yeah. on your show. Yeah. And they called him a young Christopher Hitchens. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, come on. <laughs> it was just it was an all all out disaster. He did nothing at all to to the like end that kind of hate yeah. or to bring up that kind of hate so other people can see it yeah. it almost made it seem like bill maher was on his side it did it and that's it felt that way and that's disgusting to think about yeah so i obviously bill maher's not listening and no. i don't care but just like I, I can't i can't express to you how frustrated i am about yeah. this because i don't so, want that i want bill maher to be that that voice because yeah. he i always thought he was yeah obviously not and the problem is that um, at the end of his show, he had a segment on his new rules where he talked about uh, the magic R. And uh, a Twitter follower had mentioned that it might be a topic we'd like to talk about. And um, I watched I watched the show live, and I th I even thought that then. But uh, yeah, um, the person who sent it was uh, from at misanthropic fkr William Foster. So thank you very much oh, yeah. for sending that to us because yeah. he had Austin has said he he saw he uh, he said he saw it, but yeah, I'm not he, sure I would have brought it because after after exactly. the way he had Milo on, I wasn't sure I wanted to say, exactly. like mention anything about. So me. thank you for sending that link. Uh, yeah. We appreciate that, and and I, I want to talk about that idea, and um, we won't spend too long on it. But basically, the idea of the segment was that. There's all these things that conservatives say that they stand against unless you have the magic R next right. to your name, which was Republican. And this idea that Republicans can do pretty much whatever they want, it seems like without reproach, where if a Democrat did that, it would be news for, you know, till the end of time. And I have to say there's a lot of truth to it. There is a lot of truth yeah. to that, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, I think, comes from the, uh, the fact that Republicans don't back down. That, Even when they know they're wrong, you're right. they don't back down. And uh, Democrats, I think he talks about that. He talks about yeah. them always apologizing. Yeah, yeah. And Democrats back down, and they don't have a spine. And it's like, grow a spine, stand up for the things you believe in. Right. Stop trying to be so reasonable. Exactly. Because you cannot reason with unreasonable people. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't say sorry for things that you say. Because if you say something inappropriate, yeah. and, and it deserves to be taken back, you should go back and say. You know, listen, it was taken out of context, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But at the same time, you don't see the Republicans doing that nearly as often as Democrats. And no, they never do. And what do they got now? They got the government. Yeah. They got 
all branches of government conquered right now. There's got to be something to that. I don't want the Democrats to be as raunchy as as some Donald Trump. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta have some kind of a backbone. Yeah. Um, we will provide the link to the for, video to the video in People our description. Yeah. Uh, so you can watch it along with us. Yeah. Um, and just see it for yourself. We have talked in this show many times about the Bible and what, uh, how the Bible defines spiritual discernment and the ability to see invisible angels or demons or the Holy Spirit influencing human morality. And so let's discern the spirits in some of these human players and the moral choices they make reveal the spirits that are influencing them. So for example, Julius Janachowski the outgoing FCC chairman who works apparently in collusion with President Obama has not enforced decency standards in even four years. So let's trace the spiritual root here, right? This man is not only violating the law, but failing to protect your children. And so there's perhaps a demonic spirit of tyranny or immorality inside of him. He may be a lawyer, he may be a polished man, he may be very intelligent obviously very successful with his political career. And yet the demonic spirit influences him to abuse and dare I say molest and visually rape your children. <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome back to Dumb All Over. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little, that little clip. <laughs> How could you not? So, Unless you're possessed by demons. So the FCC is obviously um, visually molesting and raping our children. We're, we must be visually or um, ver verbally raping, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, it's absurdity. <laughs> this is my favorite segment of our show. Oh, yeah. No, this is a lot of fun. This is yeah. a lot of fun. Um, we Every week we get to expose one of these crazy people. Yeah. Uh, his name was crazy. You got to pull it up because Gordon I... Gordon... Klingenschmidt. Gordon Klingenschmidt. Yeah. Wow. So wow. that was that was a, a wonderful um, little clip brought to us by Right Wing Watch. Yep. Uh, as all of our clips are, yeah. they're all coming <laughs> On this from, segment. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just do such a good job. They do. They just yeah. find these little clips, have a yeah. tiny little article. We hardly even read the articles. We just look at the video, and that's self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. And then this one was uh, talking about what was his name? Uh, Janikowski. Something like that. Yeah. Jankowski. Yeah. It's hard to tell because even <laughs> even Klingenschmidt couldn't say it right. And you think a guy with a name like Klingenschmidt would be a little more sympathetic to exactly, difficult last right? names? But that ending alone, just by saying that yeah. they, oh my God, visually raping and molesting our children. Yeah, the FCC. Yeah, the FCC. By doing what exactly? Exactly. He, yeah. he said he's ignored the head of the FCC. And this was during the Obama administration. Right. Of had course it was. Had ignored decency laws. Yes. Imagine that. But I don't... Uh, I wonder what he's saying there's now. There's no way that could be true. No. Because TV, if anything, has gotten much more conservative. By far. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, remember uh, South Park's Bigger, Longer, and Uncut came out? Oh, yeah. That, don't forget, that, sh that, that movie is 
pretty raunchy. Oh, it yeah. was on TV. Yeah. Like you just yeah. had to wait till after midnight. Yeah. And then you could watch it uncut. Like the watershed I'm hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can still find that, but it's much rarer now. <laughs> but that guy, the head of the FCC, yeah. he is possessed by demons. Yes. Yes, he is. And he is visually raping and molesting our children. <laughs> possessed by demons. <laughs> Like I was saying, that's what happens when you don't let Jesus finish. <laughs> yeah. As we've discussed in the past, we have to let Jesus come inside of yeah. us. That's the only way to seek uh, to seek the truth. You have to let him plant his seed deep inside you. <laughs> but not too deep, because then you become clinging Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gordon flinging shit. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that there's, a, a, that there's this many... Of these kind of people out there, because oh, every they week have their we find own poorly edited TV shows. Oh, it was it was <laughs> scary. It was the, jarring. The editing yeah. was scary. Yeah, like it would just go from one section to the next, but yeah. like instantly. So it just kind of his big fucking forehead just like smacks out in front of the camera. And also, he's a weird looking dude. Yeah, it, it, strange. Like he's um, a giant forehead, and like his hair kind of. Like he had three he's bald. He but, had three parts in his hair. Yeah. It was uh, so, uh, hair on the side, yeah. bald. Hair down the middle, yeah. bald. Hair on the other side. You remember uh, the, on the, <laughs> but, so the Colbert weird. Report? He had Coral Rove, but he he created Ham Rove. Oh yeah. His head looked like a big ham. Yeah. It, did. it was like there was no neck. It was just one big ball. And he doesn't know how to look at. Like it looked like he was looking up the whole time. Yeah. Like <laughs> you could just see his giant chin looking up. And his neck that couldn't fit inside of his shirt. <laughs> now, we're not here just to belittle his looks. It's just part of it. Because I'm... I'm well, you know, he looks like Dilbert if Dilbert were bald in the middle. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You guys got to look up what this guy looks like. You got to look up more of his clips because they're just entertaining. I think we watched like four or five oh, yeah. pretty solid ones. Yeah. Then the other one we were debating whether or not to show was him pretty much... I guess he was reacting to a commercial from Zales. <laughs> yeah. And he, he called them the leftist agenda. Zales. Yeah, yeah Zales. The, the leftist, leftist agenda. Yeah. It's just like the, the, the bullshittery that comes out of these people's mouths are hilarious. And, and I bet I bet there are leftists who would say don't buy from Zales because they probably get their diamonds from like blood diamond yeah, mines. Yeah, probably. And, and they yeah, probably he's, do. He's like, it's part of the leftist agenda yes. to get people to buy diamonds. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, he also, in that same clip, I, I think it was the same clip, he explained how, no, I mean, it was the next one, where he explained uh, how Hillary Clinton uh, killed Anthony Scalia. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys have to look him up, Gordon Klingenschmidt. Yeah, yeah, pretty entertaining. Oh, he's my new favorite person. He's right up there with... Uh... I, Alex Jones is still my boy. Oh, yeah, Alex yeah. Jones, yeah. He's my boy. This is This is everything! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Alex Jones. Yeah. I'm uh, sure he'll come back one day in our segment. I'm yeah. sure we, we got to come back. To him oh, yeah. No, he'll, he'll be back. Oh, yeah. yeah. More than once, probably. You can't get away from him. Um, yeah. Especially if we get the life extension technology. We, we might. We, yeah. we might be able to. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nut job. Um, I guess this leads us to our next and our, our final. Yeah. The uh, whiny tweets. Oh, the whiny tweets? Yes. yes. Thank you. 
And it's time for our final segment of our, of the show. Um, what was formerly called whiny Donald Trump tweets yeah. is now going to be called temper tantrum Donald Trump tweets. Yeah. Right? Yes. So the first installment of temper tantrum Trump. Yes. And that's just because it seems to me like he uh, seems more like he's throwing a temper tantrum than yeah. being whiny. A lot more complaining <clears throat> than bitching. So, yeah. so what are you going to do for us? All right. So here's the first one. Oh, boy. It involves MSNBC, CNN, and a certain morning show on Fox News. Oh, my God. So here it goes. The fake news media is going crazy with their conspiracy theories and blind hatred. MSNBC and CNN are unwatchable. Fox and Friends is great. <laughs> oh, my God. That one almost killed me. Yeah. He, he actually ended it with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Can you believe that the president is openly advocating one news program? Kind of goes with what we were just talking about not too long ago. Yeah. Oh, here's an, here's another good one. Okay. The last one for today. Okay. Give the public a break. The fake news media is trying to say that large-scale immigration in Sweden is working out just beautifully. Not. <laughs> Oh my god! I have to say, I love his snarky comebacks from the nineties. Yeah, it's a it's Wayne's World. That's a Wayne's World tweet. Not not (laughs) swing. Next one's gonna be swing. It's like, whoa! I'm the president. (laughs) Swing. Wow! (laughs) Oh, executive order denied. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Donald Trump, the president of the United States yeah, of America. The president of the United States. Saying, <laughs> yeah. not. Not, yeah. It's like, that, it's like that section in Borat where he's yeah. trying to learn American jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the fake not news. Well, you, like, could, no, you gotta end it at not. That's how you'd have to describe him, too. Like, hey, your president, his, uh, his neck hangs like sleeve of wizard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Uh, no, not, no, no. It does though. What a what a what a joke. Yeah. Well, anyway, that about does it for this week's episode. Oh, yeah. We can't handle much more. No, I can't. I can't take it anymore. Uh, thank you for tuning in. As always, you can find us on Twitter at uh, DumbWallOverPod. You can find us on Instagram, same account. iTunes, you can find us on on iTunes. Yep. Feel free to download. They are free. Yeah. Um, uh, Podomatic. Yep. We're, we're everywhere. Yeah. We're Patreon. Everywhere. Yep. Patreon. Yep. So. We're even on Stitcher now. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're all over the place. And YouTube, of course. Yes, and YouTube. Yeah. Um, so find a find your favorite outlet. Find us on it. We're probably there. And mm. uh, don't, like I said, feel free to leave us your questions and comments. And we we proved it. We will read them out in the air for you. Yep. All right. And uh, and keep your eyes open for our non well non ish political episodes um, entitled "A Little Ugly on the Side." Frank Zappa fans. Yes. Yes. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Nudge, <laughs> yes. nudge. Yes. <laughs> yep. We uh, record them right after this episode. Yeah. So we kind of talk about whatever is on our mind. Yep. Um, <laughs> but we try to refrain from talking about Trump and politics as much as we can. As it, much it, as we can. Yeah, it, it makes its way in there, though. It does. <laughs> yeah. One way or another. But uh, yeah, take a look. Take a listen for it. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
It's more. It's fun for us. It's oh, it's a lot of fun because we us, just yeah. bullshit from then on. I mean, and we're, we kind of doing that now anyway. But and if you want to learn more about us, then you really want to know. Yes, <laughs> listen, yeah. because that's when personal stories come out. Oh yeah, and everything's fair yeah. game. <laughs> everything's fair game. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll yep. see you next week. Well, see we ya. won't see you because that's weird. Have you ever wondered what a shelf sounds like? How about a lamp? Well, it might just be louder and better than you think. The new Wi-Fi enabled Symphonisk speaker range from IKEA and Sonos is here. So now you can find out for yourself. Shop in store or at ikea.co.uk and fill your home with feeling. IKEA, the wonderful everyday. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800 085 4878. That's 0800 085 4878.